Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of parenting. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and mom walking the path right next to you as I imperfectly raise my own two teenagers. Joyful Courage, in case you didn't know, is all about grit, growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. Today's show is a solo show. I encourage you to listen for how grit shows up as I tease the content apart for you. Thank you so much for listening. I am deeply honored to lead you. I am grateful that what I put out matters to you, and I am so stoked to keep it coming. Thanks for who you are and for being in the community. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I have to tell you, I've been doing a lot of community research calls, talking to you all, finding out what parents in the community want, finding out what your biggest struggles are. And I just have to say that I am loving them. I am loving taking time to be in direct communication with you all. So thank you to everyone that has been willing to book a call with me and have some conversations around what you're challenged by and what you're looking for with parenting. If you are interested in jumping on the phone with me and sharing what you need, you can still do that. There's still space available. I want you to check the link in the show notes. There will be a link in the show notes that will take you directly to where you need to go, to how to book a call. So check the link, do that. Let's talk. All right. Great. (laughs) During, I'm a little tired. I'm going to be honest. It's the end of the day and I feel like I've been on my computer for a long time and I've been having too much caffeine in my life. I haven't been sleeping well, so I'm a little tired. I'm a little giddy. I'm a little wonky today. So you're just going to get to bear with me. 
All right. Just bear with me. During my last solo show a couple weeks ago, I broke down the five criteria for positive discipline. Often, especially during adolescence, we parents can get really hung up on the question of, well, is this positive discipline? And sometimes we lean into inaction because we just aren't feeling aligned with how to respond to our kids' behavior in a way that makes sense to us. And behavior shows up. So, you know, I don't know if you've heard me mention it before, but I get it. I get it. And, you know, I know this topic was spot on because I heard from so many people in the community about how useful the breakdown that I shared was. So if you haven't listened to episode 259, I encourage you to go back and check it out. It was a really good show. And it also motivated me to speak more directly on these solo shows into some of the concepts and theories of positive discipline because I am a positive discipline trainer. You listen to the podcast, you're positive discipline curious, or you are actually, you know, working to practice more positive discipline in your life. And I want to support you with that. So Today, I'm going to tease apart another concept that is big with those of us working to be better positive discipline parents, and it's called the belief behind behavior. It's also known as mistaken goals of behavior. And as I wrote out this episode, I realized this is actually going to be a multi-part episode. There's going to be like part one, part two, part three. We're going to dig deep into this, and it's going to take a few weeks. So be prepared for that. Um, A few years back, you may remember if you are a longtime listener that I did an interview with Allison Smith. It was episode 110, and it touched on the importance of finding the need beneath the behaviors that we're seeing. And I have many shows where I reference the iceberg metaphor, right? Remember, the iceberg metaphor is that the behavior we're seeing is at the tip of the iceberg. And when we can go under the surface and really get to what's fueling the behavior, we can make really lasting, sustainable change in our home environment. Today, we're going to go even deeper and look at these ideas through the lens of positive discipline, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box 
plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.activeskinrepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. So for those of you who are new... I'm going to give you a little Positive Discipline 101, all right? Positive Discipline is a book and a parenting program written by Jane Nelson. Jane has authored and co-authored many books in the Positive Discipline Library. Positive Discipline is a standalone philosophy of parenting deeply rooted in Adlerian theory. And while positive discipline definitely fits under the umbrella of positive parenting, understanding the mindset shift that is invited when you begin to study and practice positive discipline is really key. I think a lot of people think about positive parenting and they're like, yeah, I want to do positive parenting. I want to not yell. I want to not spank. Right. But when we're talking about positive discipline, it's a whole different mindset shift. Okay. Let me get into that. Most of us were raised with what is known as the behaviorist model of parenting. Crudely defined, it is the idea that with discomfort of imposed consequences and good feelings of rewards, kids will learn to do the right thing. And that there is power in the adult's approval or disapproval. Okay, so let me say that again. It's the idea that if we use the right consequences and offer the right rewards, you know, our kids will be easygoing, polite, contributing members of society. The assumption is that kids have the tools to be cooperative and in contribution, they are just choosing to act otherwise, right? So there's a lot of choice conversation when it comes to behaviorists. You're you're making a bad choice. And in positive discipline, right, its roots, again, are in Adlerian theory. It's a different model altogether. The idea here is that behavior is motivated by our perceptions of belonging and significance. What that means a different way is that a child who has a rock solid connection and sense of purpose 
is going to show up more cooperatively and easygoing than one that believes he or she is disconnected and that they don't matter. Okay, the assumption is that kids are doing the best they can with the tools they have in the moment. Perception matters and that the most powerful tool we have for motivating them lives inside of the relationship that we're nurturing. And we always want to be looking at skill development. Okay, so really it's moving from the question of what do I need to do to my child to get them to do the right thing to what does my child need to support them in learning how to do the right thing, right? Two different questions. What do I need to do to them so that they get it versus what do they need to learn how to live the life they wanna live, right? We're changing our lens from my child is being a problem to my child is having a problem. You've probably seen memes and things with that written on it, but it's a big shift, It's a small tweak in words. It's a big shift. My child is being a problem to, gosh, my child is having a problem. How can I help, right? My child is being a problem. What do I got to do to him versus my child is having a problem. How can I help? What do they need? It seems like it would be a subtle and simple mindset shift, right? And I see all of you out there who were raised with the behaviorist model right? Raise your hand. I'm with you. And that conditioning runs really deep, right? You've heard me talk about this. We come into parenting, deciding who we want to be as parents. And then our kids get an opinion and continue to get opinions and turn into teenagers and want to live their own life. And man, our conditioning really gets poked. I'm going to keep using these solo shows, like I said, to talk about these concepts and go deeper. So keep tuning in. And again, today we're talking about the belief behind the behavior, the belief behind the behavior. And I'm hoping to bring this concept of belonging and significance to life a bit more. Okay, so we're going to name a bunch of behaviors that make us crazy. And you know me, I firmly believe that while we have different flavors of challenges, we are absolutely on a collective journey. So I am confident that naming the things that drive me crazy will for sure be on the list for you, even if you have some other things to land on the list. So how about this? Dishes piling up in your kids' rooms, anyone? Needing multiple requests to help out? having drama around schoolwork, showing up to school, all things related to school, kids with snarky attitudes, disrespect, defiance, green boundary pushing, withdrawal, unwillingness to try new things, sibling conflict. Did you nod your head at any of those challenges, right? Yeah, we are on a collective journey. It's happening in my house too, okay? And I really want you to hear that because I think sometimes... You know, there's this idea that people that speak about, write about, podcast about parenting somehow have it all figured out and it's easy peasy. And once you have it all figured out, there's no challenging behavior in the home. And that is a load of crapola. It's just not true. It's not just not true. Now, one thing that I would give myself credit for is a longstanding practice in my own personal growth and finding stillness and bringing mindfulness and presence to my practice. Yes, absolutely, that has helped me 
be with the things that show up, but there are plenty of moments where I get caught off guard, my emotions take over, and I am not a perfect, positive, disciplined parent. Okay? So we are the same. We are the same. Let's play with one of these examples in particular. All right? We're just going to play with one and kind of highlight what can happen. And again, we're looking for, because I often am like talking about the iceberg. And so at the tip of the iceberg, there is school drama. Okay? That's a challenge. So we want to get curious about what's going on under the surface. Now, school drama can look different and the same for everyone. And the key to understanding what might be going on deeper in the beliefs of your child is starting with you getting clear on how you are experiencing your child's behavior. So again, Here is an invitation to some personal growth and awareness, people, right? We have to grow awareness of our own experience if we want to make sense of what's happening around us, okay? We can't just ignore the fact that we are having an emotional experience because there's a lot of information inside of that experience. And I'm going to share with you just how that can look. So we must start with us if we want to get under the surface and create lasting change in our life. And it's just how it is. Okay. So we're going to start with paying attention to how it feels when the school drama comes up with your child. My guess is when you really make an intention to pay attention, you will feel one of four ways. And let's just break it down. Okay. Maybe your child only works on school when you are right there over their shoulder, paying lots of attention, checking the dashboard of the skyward. But when you walk away or you're not paying a ton of attention, they're on to something else and they just don't care. My guess is that this feels annoying or irritating, right? It's like this kind of drama is like a pesky fly that just won't leave you alone. There might be a lot of eye rolling on your part and maybe some, ugh, gosh, why can't you just do this without me, right? But it's a light experience, like it's a surfacey kind of top of the body experience. It's annoying, yes, it lives in your shoulders and in your eyeballs and maybe in the muscles on your face. It's annoying, right? It's annoying. Maybe your child won't follow the guidelines that you have set out for the school routine, and is flat out defiant about it. This could invite you into feeling some anger and and feeling of being challenged, right? There's more intensity in this response. You, it's like the experience of your hackles being raised. Like, ah, you know what? You will do this. This is how it will go down. And there's a lot of rigidity and not a lot of flexibility, This is a place where threats can show up. And this might also be a place where your kids' hackles get raised too. And you kind of come to this standoff, right? Or maybe the experiences that you're having is your child lashing out at you about school, saying they don't care about school, they don't care about you, they just don't care. Who cares? Now, this might leave you feeling hurt, uh, disappointed, maybe even defeated. It tends to feel the experience in the body can feel like a punch to the gut, like, ugh, 
We take it personally. How could you do this? Where have I gone wrong? You know, we make might just make this behavior about us. I know. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that does this. And I'm guessing I don't have the only child that is really good at pointing out when I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, it's that feeling of, oh God, why? You know, like we feel hurt. Or maybe the fourth possibility, maybe your child quietly avoids school. Maybe they're really passive or disengaged at any attempt at conversation. They might seem unwilling to take any steps towards making an effort. You probably feel despair and hopelessness, maybe even inadequate to be their parent, right? This is not like a fiery hackles raised, punched, like this is a calmer, more helpless place. The experience is like as if you've just, you've been wrung out. You've been wrung out. You don't have anything more. You have no reserves, no more to give. It isn't this big explosive thing. It's more of avoidance from our kids than anything else. Now, do you see yourself in any of those scenarios? Do you recognize the dynamic of any of those scenarios? Let me just say them one more time. So that first scenario is your child basically believing like I am important. I am connected to you when you are busy with me, when you are paying attention to me, right? And so the behavior is designed to keep us engaged in that. And it's annoying, Right. And then the second scenario is a feeling of I matter, I belong when I'm in charge, or at least proving that you can't boss me. Right. And that's when we get our hackles raised, we step into power struggle. That third scenario is, um, you know, our kids feeling disempowered and disengaged to a place where it's painful, it hurts them. And so they don't feel belonging and significance and so they lash out at us, right? And that's why that behavior is so painful because ugh, it, it can be about hurting us. We're, we're receiving the hurt that our kids are living with. And then finally, that last scenario is really our kids in a deep belief that they can't matter They can't belong. They can't engage. They aren't good enough. And so, of course, that's just a heart-wrenching place to be. And we can start to feel like we have no reserves. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. 
With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So... This model, and there's more to it than this, and I'm going to get deeper into each of these scenarios in later podcasts, but this model was first designed by Rudolf Dreikers, and he was a student of Alfred Adler. He found in his work that the first reason, typically the first reason for our kids to misbehave is that they desire attention. They are seeking a sense of connection. I actually have a colleague who says, kids long for connection, they'll settle for attention, right? So if their perception of connection is skewed, right? And the classic example of this is when we bring home a new baby, but it can absolutely happen, I think, in the teen years too, because often our kids move into the teen years and we feel a little bit like, okay, now we can have a little bit more of a life. And maybe we turn away from them a little bit in, you know, in an effort to give them more space, right? And they're missing that connection. And so they are looking for ways to get us to pay attention to them, right? Now, if they don't experience, in Dreiker's work, what he found was if they don't experience the connection that they crave through their actions, good or bad, you know, doing well on a paper or throwing a tantrum, they move on to seeking power, right? So if they can't create the connection, they move into, I'll show you, right? And seeking power. They look for that sense of purpose in grabbing control wherever they can. You are not the boss of me. They might, you know, in the homework example, they might refuse to complete a paper or study for a test. Give us the big middle finger, right? Now, If the power struggle, you know, exists and we remain really rigid and maintain that sense of large and in charge, we the parents, they might seek revenge, right? Not only do I feel disconnected, but clearly I have no power over my life and that hurts. That's painful. I'm going to pass this pain around. And again, this is where things can really feel personal and hurtful. So you can be sure that if you are currently living with a teenager who is, you know, mean, who you feel like is so mean, that there is some hurt going on for that kid. And your job, your job is to be curious enough and time it well to reach out to them in a way that allows them to open up and share. Now, If revenge does not achieve the desired outcome, 
right? If even in revenge, they aren't gaining back that healthy sense of belonging and significance that they're looking for, they start to feel inadequate, right? And so our kids begin to withdraw into themselves and disengaging at a whole new level that allows them to avoid any sense of humiliation. I know that you love your children with all of your heart. I know that it is the most vulnerable, tender, raw relationship that you probably have ever experienced. And I know that the last thing you want to do is give them a complex. (laughs) I know that you want what's best for them. I know that parenting is an emotional experience. And sometimes our best of intentions can be delivered in a way that sends a message that we don't realize that we're sending. Remember, kids are really good perceivers, right? We say they're always watching. Yeah, they're always watching. They're picking up cues. They're listening to conversations, but they're not great interpreters, right? So they're making meaning through a lens, through a filter that is only as developed as their life experience, right? And so sometimes we think we're sending one message, but they're receiving something totally different. So, okay, if you're feeling any kind of feels about, oh God, what have I done? I want you to shake it off, shake it off. Because the good news about the dynamics in your household today can be shifted by how you decide to show up starting now, starting now. And I'm gonna give you one tip for today. We're, like I said, in the next few solo shows, we're going to dig deeper into this belief behind behavior piece. But one thing, one tool that shows up no matter where your kid lands, whether they're in that attention-seeking, connection-making tier, whether you're in the power struggle tier, whether you're in the revenge tier, or whether you're in the avoidance, helpless, hopeless tier, One thing that you can do that always makes a difference on the beliefs that they're holding is to connect and to create special time. Now, I know you guys, we have teenagers and a lot of us have teenagers who maybe don't want anything to do with us, okay? I am not gonna let you use that as an excuse. You have got to create connection with your teenager, And maybe this week, all it is, is writing them a note. Write them a note to tell them how much you love them. Add to the note the qualities and the characteristics that you see developing in them, the good ones, right? And let them know that you would love to join them for a show on Netflix or a walk or even just inviting them even nothing, just send the note. Like if all you're gonna do is send the note, great. How about we do that without any expectation? How about we just send the note without any expectation? And maybe, maybe just maybe, you make it a practice to highlight things that you're noticing and let them know in written form. Texts are good for this. And don't follow up, just let them be. And notice what happens over time. Notice what happens over time. As you experience your teens softening, then maybe the invitation for coming to the couch 
and watching some Bachelor (laughs) or Bachelorette or a sporting event, right? Or playing a video game or doing something that's interesting to them side by side together that doesn't require a lot of talking, right? So that is what I challenge you with this week is special time with your kids. However it looks for you and your child is fine. Okay, we're not gonna compare, we're not gonna judge, we're gonna start where we're at and make baby steps. And then again, in a couple weeks, I'm gonna come back on solo like this and we're gonna dig even deeper into this concept of belief behind the behavior. Okay, starting it off with nurturing relationship because it's so awesome. You can do it, you can do it. I am excited for you too. If you're listening to this and you're like, I really wanna do this, but I'm struggling, feel free to send me an email. Send me an email. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me support you, okay? Let me support you. And uh, because I have faith. I have faith and I believe that all kids want to feel connected with their parents. It's just a lot of layers sometimes to peel back and maybe even some behavior on our part to take accountability for and to own and to start again. All right, you've got this. Thank you for listening, my friends. If you feel inspired, if you loved this show, if you love me and the podcast and you haven't already, please, please, please do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. This is huge. We are working super hard over here to stand out and make a massive impact on families around the globe. Your review on Apple Podcasts helps the Joyful Courage podcast to be seen by even more parents. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, follow Joyful underscore Courage on Instagram and Facebook. We love connecting with you on social media. And again, thank you to our sponsor, Teen Counseling. Remember, you can get 10% off your first month of counseling for your teenager at teencounseling.com slash jcteen. Big love, friends. I'll see you next week. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.